This is the Make It Happen podcast, a show for all you big-hearted creatives who are ready to make things happen in your work and your life on your own terms, in your own way, and by your own rules. I'm your host, Jane Carrington, a creative coach based in England, and you are listening to the sixth episode of Season 3. For today's episode, I am joined by the awesome Lucinda Burgess Farwell of bylucinda.co.uk. Lucinda is a creative VA and we had so much fun talking about her routine and her business and how she makes things happen along the way. Lucinda also has a really incredible business journey so far too and I'm so excited for you to hear more about it today. Let's jump in. Hello Lucy, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> I'm so excited to have you here today. For anyone listening who is who is Lucy, do you kind of want to tell them a little bit about who you are, what you do, and I'd love to hear a little bit more about your business and creative journey and story so far. Yeah, um, so I am a, well, I call myself a creative virtual assistant um, because I'm sort of a hybrid between graphic and Squarespace designer and like straight up virtual assistant um so my favorite things to do are squarespace design graphic design um photo editing things like that but i also handle heavily in admin side of things so whether that's um email management with convertkit it can be um you know like task management in asana anything like that really um i only actually formally started my business in february of this year um before i even left uni before i graduated anything like that and um I knew that I wanted to do something for myself like if you asked me a year ago I would never have said like yeah I want to be self-employed because that would have just given me like mega anxiety um (laughs) that it was last so it was the end of last September and I was in bed and I had your episode with Megan Minns playing I always play podcasts before I go to sleep um (laughs) and it was just like talking about systems and tools and stuff and I was like I can do all of that stuff. Um, So I just like started researching it. And then um, I didn't even really properly launch. Like my website was a fashion blog before it was this, believe it or not. Um, But I hadn't really done like any fashion bloggy stuff on it for ages. Um, And then I sort of rebranded it myself. And I think I just put out like a tweet in a Facebook status that was like, hey, I can do this thing now. Do you need the thing? Because I can do the thing. Um, And within like two months I was booked out um until next year so it sort of like snowballed away from me um but yeah so I graduated in July and it was really nice like going through the last bit of uni not having to panic about like getting a graduate job and stuff because I was already running my business um I quit my full-time job in April and yeah the rest is kind of history Oh my god, congrats. I know I said this to you before we started recording, but congratulations. That is just <laughs> like a, you, this has been, sounds like it's been an incredible year for you. And just to end university when everyone else is like scrambling to get grad jobs or just get any kind of job, it must have felt so good to just be like, you know what, I've got this. I'm already on my way. It felt so good. Yeah. And like a lot of my, um, lecturers would always be like Lucy I haven't seen you like putting out your CV or like designing your CV and it's like it's because I don't have to and they would be you could tell that they were like shocked but also a little bit proud but also a little bit like hang on what (laughs) so (laughs) um, it's nice to have done well out of it because I feel like a lot of people think that it's a bit of a cliche almost but I feel like I've done I'm happy I'm happy with what's happened definitely Congratulations. And where are you based? Are you in Southampton? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been in my whole life to Southampton. Would you recommend it? Uh, yes. I've lived here like my whole life. So I ha- it has a soft spot in my heart. Um, 
but it's like I feel like it's the perfect amount of city and the perfect amount of rural because I live in a place called Ocean Village which is literally in the city but it's also part of the docks so it's like cruise ships going by all day and like marina and it's really pretty but I can walk 10 minutes and be in the heart of town or I can drive 10 minutes and be at my parents house in the countryside so it's like that's awesome a good little blend and it's like I've always felt safe here and it's like a it's got good array of shops and like good lifestyle and stuff so yeah I would definitely say come visit Okay, I'll put it on my list. (laughs) So this season is all about like how creatives actually make things happen in their business. And I think the best way to always jump into it is to get like a good picture of what what you actually have to do each week. So what does a typical workload look like each week for you? Um, Each week, I would say probably, probably somewhere between 35 and 50 hours. (laughs) Um, But that was like one of the biggest misconceptions is when I had like this vision of starting my business, I was like, oh, I'm going to be one of those women who like works three hours a day (laughs) and then has like four day weekends is so wrong. I couldn't have been more wrong. Um, I work a lot like borderline too much um but it's it's difficult when you really enjoy what you do because it's like my friends will be like Lisa you've got to take time off you've got to take time for yourself and it's like oh but I really enjoy doing this like designing this website this is like fun to me um so I usually start my day with either Pilates or yoga in the morning um I go to uh David Lloyd gym so I'll go there at like 8.30 or 9.30 for a class. Um, I was going to go this morning, but then I thought it would just be so typical that I get stuck in traffic on the way home. and this, <laughs> So I didn't go this morning. Um, so that's typically how like I start the morning. And then I come home, I have a really unhealthy addiction to energy drinks. Um, so on the way home from the gym, I'll buy a Relentless. <laughs> and then when I get home, I'll just like literally go from the front door to my desk or the sofa. More, most recently, I've been working from the sofa and watching Gilmore Girls from start to finish. Um, <laughs> and I'll pretty much stay there until like 8pm. <laughs> I don't have like much of a social life I'm a bit of like a hermit crab but I'm really happy in my own environment um I'm very much a homebody um but sometimes if I get like cabin fever a little bit then I'll just like I'll go to a coffee shop down the road or I'll drive to my mum and dad's house um and just hang out with them for the afternoon um but yeah essentially that is like that's my week I need more structure for sure I need more structure but I feel like that's something to figure out down the road (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I love that you were like, oh, I'm a home, I'm such a homebody too. Like, I love working for myself and having all the time for myself. I've learned recently, like, I like to get outside, but I like to still get outside and kind of still be by myself. Yeah, if, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if because <laughs> I, I imagine you can you do you communicate a lot in the week with your clients. Like, do you have a lot of calls and emails back and forth and stuff like that. Not so much calls, um, but. For sure, like a lot of my clients, I mean, at Femtrepreneur, we have the, um, we're constantly talking with each other all day, every day in our Slack group, but it's like 70% business, 30% just total ridiculousness. And it's just like <laughs> your mates, which is really nice. Um, a lot of my clients, we chat over WhatsApp, but that's part of like the relationship that I like to nurture with my clients is more of a friendship like we get on really well together there's nothing that we're uncomfortable talking to each other about and that's sort of the relationship that I like to build up from the get-go like my dad um 
bless him he's always run his own businesses always 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 and he was thrilled when I said that I was starting mine um but he was like a computer software engineer um so he like does everything to do with windows computers um so his demographic was like middle-aged men and I work exclusively with creative women so he'll look at my website and he'll be like Lucy I wish you wouldn't swear on your website like it's <laughs> unattractive and no one's going to want to work with you and I'll be like okay first of all I'm booked out <laughs> secondly if they don't like my website they're not going to like me as a person um, and I feel like that's a good little filter system it's like it sort of eases them into like how I work who I am and if they still want to inquire then we're going to get on really well so I feel like that's a good little pre-screening is my website. <laughs> I feel like that's the best thing about like creative online business is the freedom. I mean, I hate using buzzwords like personal brand, but it is the freedom to have a personal brand that isn't, you know, professional in the way that we would maybe traditionally think of it. Like yeah. it's okay to be um, a little, not like a, like to swear or to use the word you want to use, or it's okay to be awkward or introverted or whatever it is. Like it's those things are the asset to your brand, not something maybe in a traditional workplace where it would be like, oh, you need to conform to how we behave. Yeah. Yeah. I like being able to just like drop an F-bomb on my website and not be worried that I'm going to get fired. <laughs> <laughs> so I know you said that you work a lot of hours at the moment, which like my first year in business was exactly the same. Like I felt like that I wanted to a learn everything that I could possibly learn in that time, take on as much work as possible, you know, to get stable and, and also just like you're just so excited about the business I found like it was into my second year where I was like oh I need a bit more I need a bit more balance I need to see my friends yeah. I need to read a book once in a while so do you work Monday to Friday or are you a weekend worker like how do you manage your days do you take any time off in the week yeah I mean my um boyfriend works uh in retail so we actually met each other at my old job we work together um and we now obviously live together we've been together for a couple of years so his days off can vary week to week because that's just the nature of the beast in retail. Um, mm. So I try and take days off when he has days off. Um, but that doesn't always happen. If there's like a big deadline coming up, if someone's launching something, then I'll have to work. But again, the beauty of this job is we I can still be with him on the sofa and have a movie on and still just be working on my laptop. So I try and take time off when he has it off because like we lived and worked together for a year before I quit um so we're like we're used to spending all that time together and it was never challenging because we knew each other at work before we got together so it's it was a bit of a culture shock to us when I quit um that we then weren't spending all that time together so I try and like shut off when he's home um but yeah it can get hard most days I would say it's rare that a week goes by when I don't do at least a bit of work every single day. Um, but that could be just like this morning, like I edited a video um, before this call. That could be it. Like I'm planning on taking today off for the most part, just because I need to go to Waitrose and do some baking. <laughs> 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 um, but like I edited a video for an hour before this call. So that's like a little bit of work. Um, but yeah, it's rare that it's like... I take a lot a lot of time off I did in August um because I had like family stuff my grandma was very sick so that was one of like the first times that I was truly grateful that I sort of dictated my own hours because I could just drop you know I could take four hours out each day and go and spend time with her in hospital um which was really important so I'm really glad now that I have that because otherwise I wouldn't have been able to spend you know half as much time with her as I did 
um, if I was in like a typical job. So I work a little bit every day, but um, yeah, that's I need to get better at scheduling. I need to give myself time off, I think. But at the moment, it's still like, where are we now? September. So I'm only seven months in. So it's still like the honeymoon stage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just really, it's everything that you said. I had a really similar situation in August, but with my dad and oh. I've never felt so grateful before for my business to just be like, I can cancel things if I need to cancel things. I have, you know, enough days in the week where I can work in the evening if I need to be in the hospital in the day. And it was so yeah. like, it's so great to have like the freedom and like the lack of ceiling on our income. But when it comes to like real life situations, that's when I felt like the most gratitude I've definitely. ever felt for my business. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> like, and my clients were just this, the sweetest people ever like they had Mm -hmm. August was like a huge month for most of my clients um but they were all just like they didn't even hesitate they were like nope take as much time as you need I come you know second third fourth fifth down your list in regards to your grandma like you go you be with your family I can wait um so yeah I was really lucky to to have them at that time which I think again like loops back around the importance of just getting on with people that you work with like it not being such a strict work relationship that you actually like each other as human beings (laughs) yeah no I couldn't agree more if I ever the day would ever come that I would hire a VA I feel like they'd have to be I mean I would have to be professional but I'd want them to feel like a friend because I didn't start this business to ever have those kind of like weird professional kind of we don't talk about our personal life kind of relationship yeah it's just not natural I think especially as women, like we love to overshare and get like other people's insight as well. So yeah, for sure. <laughs> so I know I have like all these questions about work days, but I feel like we've, like, I feel like I heard your morning routine and like how you structure your day. So I'm really curious what your workspace is like. I know you mentioned that you work from the sofa and that's my favorite place to work too, but do you also have a desk, a workspace, an office? Um, so I have, uh, well, I call it my office. It's a corner of my living room. Let's not lie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we live in a one bedroom apartment, so space is limited. Um, I'm pretty sure we grew out of this apartment six months after we moved in, but we've now been here a year and a half. So, um, <laughs> next year we're looking to buy a house. So I'll have my own like proper studio, which is nice. But for the most part, I work from the sofa. Um, if I'm doing stuff like, um, like video editing or I don't know, uh, photo editing, then I'll use the iMac and the desk. Like my desk setup is I pretty much, you know, when they say like, do it for the vine, I did it for the Instagram. Like <laughs> it's everything is like copper and planted and gorgeous, but that's like throughout most of our apartment. Um, so I'll work at my desk for like bigger stuff. And typically I'll like have a podcast playing in the background. Um, but yeah, for the most part lately, as it's like started to get cooler, I've been pulling out the bed part of our sofa, like the little futon bit, um, to what we create, uh, to what we call mega sofa. So it's like <laughs> it's like a corner sofa and a double bed in one. So I pull that out during the day and I literally just sprawl across it and um, yeah, watch watch Gilmore Girls while I work. <laughs> I feel like um, this sometimes this happens when people come on the show and I'm like oh my god you're like me but living somewhere else in the world yeah <laughs> because there's so many things like that sound like I'm like you like I love to be cozy and comfy and what you said about your boyfriend earlier and how you were saying like you're so used but you're one of those couples that you're so used to spending all your time together that's weird yeah. when you don't and me and Alex are the same because we were at uni together for three years like oh, having all day okay. together yeah and um, I, I totally get that like I feel like giving ourselves a mission to be just like it's okay to be comfy and not be like uptight sitting you know like 
like yeah. sitting in, a, in like an organized space just for the sake of it and then sometimes like having a nice little table and a chair with back support is always good but yeah. I'm and also I realized I just missed out one of the earlier questions which I can't I have to ask you because this is your expertise what so you sound like you're balancing lots of clients and you're balancing your own business too yeah what are your go-to tools and techniques for like staying organized in your business Ooh, um for sure Asana um I don't think I could live without Asana it just like it does everything that I need it to do um slack I use all day every day um with a lot of my clients actually and that's just sort of like the idea bouncing space that we have with each other or just like the general you know talking about who got kicked off bake off last night or you know anything like that goes through slack um I use fresh books for invoicing and up until like three months ago I used 17 hats which I loved like truly truly loved but the PayPal fees for invoicing were literally killing me. Like I was paying something like £500 a month in PayPal fees, which is just disgusting when you're like starting a business. So I've since moved over to Braintree, which is like fee free for the first $50,000 build, I think. So I now use that with FreshBooks um, and I use that for my time tracking and um, project management and things like that. Um, what's also really cool is that each client gets their own like quote unquote portal. Um, I'm doing air quotes as I say that, but then I realize that you can't see me. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So they get their own like little client portal where they can log in. They can see where I am in that project. They can see how many hours I've used of that retainer. Um, ConvertKit I use constantly. I'm ConvertKit certified in migrations um, so helping people move from like MailChimp or Infusionsoft or, you know, Entreport over to ConvertKit. Um, yeah, they're probably the main like online tools that I use. Um, and then I can't fault my paper planner. Like I've got, I have a Kiki K planner and a Bando planner and they're just perfect. Like I'm a very holistic thinker. So I need to see things laid out in front of me like I'm very much a control freak in that I need to know what comes when and I need to see the whole picture. Um, So paper planning is great for that because there's no like automatic filing system like there is in, you know, on a computer. I can just scribble down what I need to do that day and tick it off as I go. Um, So, yeah, that's sort of like my dream team at the moment but I'm such a sucker for stationery and tools so whenever something new comes out I'm like yeah yeah sure I'll sign up for that not a problem (laughs) (laughs) yeah I just love to try new things I signed up for Planoly um which I haven't actually used yet but I signed up for that last week and I'm excited to to see how that goes for Instagram planning oh I see the one is it mosaic mosaic or something like that I've seen everyone talking about that one recently oh really I haven't heard of that I think I signed, I, uh, yeah, I know I've seen Planoly and then I saw another one called Mosaically and that looked pretty cool. Not that I use Instagram that much. I just find these things interesting. Yeah, <laughs> you do like, you do stories, don't you? Rather than. I've started, those. I have no idea by the time this goes live, I'll have stopped it because anyone who's been like <laughs> following what I do for a while will know that like, I hate taking photos. I've, I've never wanted to do Instagram, whereas stories, my boyfriend literally sent me the challenge one day. He was like, I want to see what you get up to today while I'm at work. And I was like, okay. And then I did it. And then like loads of my clients messaged me and my best friend messaged me and she was like oh my god I love seeing what you get up to in the day so I was like I'll stick at it 
until yeah. I get bored of it. And so the cats we'll see. are a bonus. The cats are always a bonus. Yeah, I have to stop myself from just showing what my cats do all day. <laughs> I feel like anyone who has animals does that, though, because animals are better than people. Yeah, especially when you're an introvert. Yeah, sure. Like, if I'm that guy that's, like, playing with the pet at a party. I'll just, like, explore the alcohol and just be like, ooh, kitty. <laughs> <laughs> when I go out, like, I miss the cats. Like, on my walk home, I'm always like, oh, I can't wait to see them. I just yeah. can't wait to ask how their day was. <laughs> <laughs> you're literally my spirit animal. <laughs> Uh, so so talking about tools what about your inbox how do you I feel like that's the thing that like clients or anyone I talk to is always like oh my inbox so and I'm guessing you I'm guessing you're on top of it because you're a VA like how do you manage the dreaded inbox how do you keep it like on top of it and not driving you crazy I'm not gonna lie I'm pretty proud of my inbox like one of my <laughs> I feel like I should put it on my CV um so my inbox is, for the most part, I mean, hang on, how many, I don't think I have any unreads at the moment. Let's see how many I actually have in there. So at the moment, I have eight emails in my inbox, like, period, that's it, just that. Um, I have a filing system, which is so rigorous, like folders and subfolders and sub-subfolders. Um, and then it just took, I'm pretty sure I spent, like, four or five hours one day last winter and just went through the whole thing um at one point I think I had something like 4,000 unreads or something it was horrendous because also I have like six email addresses why I don't know no one needs six email addresses but I just have six email addresses um and it was just like an absolute shit show so I just went through one afternoon and deleted everything that I didn't want I unsubscribed from all the crappy junk mail that I didn't want um, and I started organizing in folders and now my process is when an email comes in if it's like one from ASOS or you know like I don't know Twitter for business or something like that I'll just delete it straight away like I might scan it to see if there's anything fun um, but on iPhone you can just like say if you're in the inbox view you can just swipe to the left and it'll remove the message and put it in your archive or in your trash can so it's really quick and easy um anything that still needs my attention stays in my inbox I don't really bother with flagging it's just like if it's in the inbox then it's flagged in theory anyway um and then everything else goes in folders so I have like a client's folder where I have like subfolders for each client and their clients clients like if I take off some of that work for them um I've got waitlist, um, like pending people. So people who have like emailed in through my website and I've replied to, but I'm waiting for them. So I've got like a little pending folder, collaborations, courses that I'm taking. So for all of their content and stuff like that. Um, and then the, ma the main one is the vendors folder. So that's where I store all my emails from like Adobe Creative Cloud, Braintree, ConvertKit, um, you know, all things like that, fresh books, Google apps for work, things like that. That sounds perfect and so organized and not, not like a dreaded space at all. It sounds like you're really on top of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it, there are times when it gets out of hand and I might have like 50 emails in there, but then it's just a case of like going onto the iMac where it's like a bigger view and just like multi-selecting them and then just being really brutal. Just be like, do I mm -hmm. really care about 10% off at ASOS this weekend? Probably, but does my bank account care? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's. I think it's just, um, it's like the OCD in me has to come through somewhere in my computer. <laughs> and how, so you, obviously you have a lot of client work. So what else do you work on in your business? Like, do you have any 
like side projects in your business or like other things that you love to work on that isn't just client work? Yeah, um, I have every intention of launching a course at some point. Um, when I so I met Mariah and Megan when I signed up to their course launch your signature course last November um and that's when I decided on the topic for my course I was going to launch it in April um it was going to be called shooting style and it was going to be like six years of DSLR training that I've had condensed into six weeks for fashion and lifestyle bloggers um and I had like literally the whole thing planned out and then the business just sort of came to fruition and then it got pushed on the back burner so I have every intention of like launching that still I don't know when it will be um but at some point for the most part like my sort of hobby or like side projects at the moment has just been like working on my consistency with blogging and social media so I'm a big photography fan um I love like that whole sort of Pinterest Instagram aesthetic of like white space and splashes of copper and plants and things like that. So I like to stock shoot around the house um, and go out to like little coffee shops. And I just love that sort of like lifestyle shop sort of thing. Um, So I shoot a lot of that and then I edit and store them up for posting, um, blog post ideas. It's just like it's difficult to put into words because it sounds like my hobbies are still working on my business. Um, and I guess in a way that they are, but it's just that time of having like creative headspace, even if it is working on my blog, which in the long run does benefit my business. If I, if those like three or four hours that I put into a blog post are mine and I'm putting something out there, not for someone else, not for a client, but for me, that's like cathartic. And it's sort of like creatively cleansing, sort of like refreshing my head for the next week because it's like, right, I have all of this like inspiration in my head from working on like amazing client projects for the week. I'm going to put it down in this blog post or like channel it into something that's done cool clean slate for the next week and then I can like get a new sort of like quote-unquote batch of inspiration in and then work on like content for myself again the next week I can't articulate it very well but that's like the gist of it no I I totally got it it totally made sense and it sounds awesome as well and it's just everything it's great this is the best part of bringing your own business because you love it so much that there's parts of it that doesn't feel like work it just yeah it's just working on you and your creativity it sounds like you're having a great time at the moment which is awesome to hear yeah yeah it's going well I like I keep meaning to actively schedule myself time for my business because um up until like two weeks ago I hadn't blogged since April um and I was like oh (laughs) I haven't touched my website in like six months oops so I gave myself a rebrand on my website and I feel like it's so much more me now than it was um I'm really really pleased with that and I've got like a list on my whiteboard by my desk of things that I want to achieve with my business with my business and it's not even like goals really that I want to achieve it's just like I want to um I don't know up my Instagram planning schedule I want to plan my Instagram feed a week in advance um you know I want to rebrand all of my collateral I want to design myself a new email signature like 
little things like this but again it comes back to that like being holistic thinking where it's like I need to see everything that I want to do so I can start knocking stuff off the list because my brain is like too organized to not have a plan (laughs) like I'm I'm a planner to a fault almost it sounds no it it makes complete sense and it just sounds it's it is so hard to like no like I like I I can relate so much in my own journey and like in like my own routine also my clients like it's like I can't tell you how many times people ask me like Jen am I crazy for working like this or feeling like this and I'm like I'm like no like everyone does this and feels like this and it's just it's like it's incredible and and so I'm really curious about your answer to this next question oh god (laughs) I feel like it leads on well (laughs) so where do you find the most joy in your business and your creative life this might sound like really cheesy but I think the thing that I love most about it is getting to work with such creative inspirational powerful women every single day because it they inspire me and my own business and as much as I may inspire them to like organize things better and to like work on their automation and you know shit like that they inspire me endlessly because I all of my clients are people that I would look up to like Mm. when I first started um I had you know when they say like um envisage your dream client like draw her what's her name where does she work what does she do things like that Mariah Mariah was that for me like before I even launched my business and then one day I woke up to an email from her asking to hire me and it was it was like I remember I woke up in bed and I literally shot out of bed I think my boyfriend was in the bathroom and I walked I like (laughs) opened the door I was like oh my god oh my god Mariah wants to work with me Mariah wants to work with me he was like cool I'm peeing can you leave (laughs) 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 but it was literally like that like it was it was just I think that was like a big achievement for me because it was almost like I'd manifested it from being so like certain on who I wanted my demographic to be um but yeah just getting to work with these women every day and they're all so funny and so lovely and we just get on so well and it's almost like I've just made like instead of having like 10 retainer clients or you know whatever I have 10 really good friends that I speak to every single day um I think that's like the, I think that's the best thing about it is the women that I get to work with and meet. Now, you know what's so funny? Like I was saying earlier, I'm relating to, I can not relate more to that what you said. I feel exactly, I know the work we do with our clients is like, like it's different work, but I couldn't agree. That's like the, like, you know, on the days when you're like, oh my God, I'm so tired and I just want to watch Gilmore Girls, but you're like, yeah, but I get to show up for these women who like yeah. inspire me and I'm like, you're so invested in their yeah, journey and it's the best feeling It is, and you, you care so much more about the quality of your work because yeah. it's like, I want to like look really good and I want to impress these people because they're really lovely and it's not like, I found this a lot when I worked in retail is that if a customer is a douchebag, you are not inclined <laughs> to help them at all because you just think, screw no. you, like treat me like a human being and I'll help you. And I definitely think it's the same. Like I hear horror stories about clients who are just absolute nightmares and they're so demanding and they're rude and they treat you like, you know, like the help essentially. And it's like, no, I'm an equal, I'm a human being. You came to me because you don't know what to how to do the thing that I know how to do sort of thing. And it's just when you have a good relationship with people, you are so much more inclined to do your very best to help them. And I think it's 
you don't realize that until you are responsible for your own money like you don't have the security of a job that will pay you regardless of if you do you know if you go above and beyond for one customer over another you're not going to get a pay rise but if you do that in your own business you'll get an amazing testimonial and five referrals exactly it's so true yeah (laughs) and so how about the other side of joy with stress like what triggers stress for you in your business and how do you manage it and overcome it um I think a lot of it is my working environment because like I have like my desk and it's I love it like I absolutely love my little zone but clutter is such a huge like trigger for my anxiety Um, and I need things to be like tidy and nice all the time like if there is just litter around like I don't know like a can of coke that was empty from last night is still on the windowsill or something that really really bugs me and if my area if my environment is cluttered I start to feel really overwhelmed with my workload because I feel like that mess is something that I'll have to tidy which is then adding to my workload which is building up because I have deadlines tomorrow and blah 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 and all this stuff um I struggled with anxiety big time when I worked in retail and I would have panic attacks quite frequently and our store was tiny and we would frequently have like three four hundred people in there at any one time um and it would just get really hot and overwhelming and like customers would be pissed off because they were basically they were feeling what we as workers were feeling but they weren't in a uniform so they could project it (laughs) um so they would be pissed off and they would be like mean and there were quite a few times when I would have to take myself out the back lock myself in a room shut off the light and just breathe um And that was a lot, again, that was to do with environment and not having control over, like, the comfort of my environment. Um, So definitely, like, if the environment is cluttered and not nice, it puts so much pressure on how I view my tasks. Because instead of seeing them as, like, stepping stones to a larger thing at the end, I see them as mountains. Like, each one is its own mountain that I need to climb so I can then move on to the next mountain. Um, and I can't quite explain it that well, but that's how it feels to me anyway, um, is that workload and there literally not being enough hours in the day. No, oh, that makes so much sense. I'm, I would imagine that a lot of people listening can really relate to that. Yeah. Because there's a difference between like just going through the workload and feeling good about it or like staring at your to-do list for the day and wanting to cry and wanting to run away <laughs> because you're just like, I can't do this. And the environment makes such a difference. Like like last night we spent two hours cleaning the flat and like we live in a small one bedroom too, so it, mm. it doesn't take us that long. But it still took us two hours. And this morning I woke up and I was like, I'm going to have a good week yeah. because this flat is sparkling clean. Yeah, it just puts me in such a good mood. Like just to come out and it's like everything is clean. There's no dishes in the sink. You can just make your coffee and there's space to like prepare a nice breakfast. And it sounds I like I don't think Rob quite gets it my boyfriend um like he he will always help to like tidy with me and do all that stuff but I don't think he like quite gets what it does for me and like how much I appreciate it um but yeah definitely like tidy environment definitely makes for a tidier mind and it's only when you run your own business I feel you you can't truly understand the phrase there aren't enough hours in a day until you run your own business because it never ends 
Yeah. And it's always on your brain. Like even if you ticked off your to-do list, it's yeah. there in your head. And I feel like like everyone has that responsibility at home to like make it a home, make it somewhere nice to live. But when you work for yourself, it also has to be a space where you can work. Yeah. And I think I found straddling that tension weird because it's like, okay, well, how can I honor that I need to live here? And also honor that I need to work here without them feeling like they're fighting against each other. That's been a really interesting one for me. Yeah, definitely. So I would love to know, how do you get and stay motivated on a daily basis in your business? Um, I think it's, so one of my clients, Kim, she calls these motivator do's, which I love. <laughs> and it's where you, you get halfway through the day and you write down what you've already achieved. So it's like a reverse to-do list. Um, Ooh, and seeing like that. that out. So it's like, I, I think she only came up I think she only like told me about it because I put down I put out a tweet that was like does anyone else like put stuff on their to-do list that they've already done (laughs) and she was like yeah I call them my motivator do's they're like the best thing ever um so instead of like writing down what I need to do and then checking it off I'll have sort of like a mental idea of where I want to be by lunchtime or where I want to be by six and then what time of day I want to finish working um and then when it gets to each of those points during the day I will like cross-reference with my to-do list what I actually have done um and that really gets me going because regardless whether I've done whether I've not yet achieved everything that I wanted to that puts fire at my ass to get going um and whether I've done that and more it's like oh my god I am on fire let's keep going let's keep this momentum um but seeing like I feel like creatives don't congratulate themselves enough on what they have done it's always and I think it's that like creative drive in our minds is like you never want to stagnate you never want to be a stalemate with yourself you never want to feel creatively stunted and you're always looking for something else so I feel like it's really difficult for us to stop and just appreciate ourselves and what we actually have achieved um and a big part of that is why I put out that blog post um a few days ago about like what I have done because I was like lately I've been feeling really shit and just really like demotivated and I was like do you know what no I have done something that not a lot of people can do and I need to thank myself for that and give myself a pat on the back um so yeah little motivator do's are like my my everyday way of doing that I love that and I'm gonna link to that blog post in the show notes because I just think I, I loved reading it so much it was great to hear you reflecting on your first like half year in business yeah I was like really nervous to put it out because over half the goals I set myself I didn't do <laughs> um but I didn't do them because I had like in my mind better things that I did mm-hmm. instead it was sort of like it was almost in a way like reevaluating what's important to me now versus who I was in December yeah oh that's so true that's so important as well we change especially in business six months can change our mindset completely oh my god so much yeah absolutely I look at like graphics and websites that I did six months ago now and I'm like oh like really I did that that's gross (laughs) (laughs) so I have three questions that I ask everyone who comes on the show this season okay and the first one is so this season is all about encouraging creatives to run their business and live their creative life on their own terms and I'm curious in your business journey so far has there been a time where you've had to give yourself permission to go against the grain or maybe the industry norms in your business Uh, yes and no um in terms of like being a creative I wouldn't say I've like pushed the boundary that much but in terms of being a VA I would say definitely um I was a part of a a few virtual assistant um Facebook groups and for the most part they were like 
they were mums they were doing admin and hr stuff as a va so they were more or less like a um outsourced employee i guess and a lot of them were very like strictly professional like wear a suit to work even if you work in your living room sort of thing and (laughs) i came in just because i saw that it was like a va tips and tricks facebook group i was like oh yeah i could do with this and i was used to facebook groups like being boss where it's like free for all you can swear you can curse you can you know diss something if you don't like it you can rave about something if you don't like it and it was just met with absolute shock by everyone else and I was like oh oh this isn't how we do it here oh I'm sorry um and there were people like I would see quite often people would post on there like like you would get kicked out of the group if you said shit like it was just ridiculous (laughs) it was so ridiculous so that's why I almost begrudged for a little bit calling myself a VA because I was like no I'm not like I'm not like uptight and I like to just like be myself and I can also do these things um so I sort of like coined the term creative VA I guess I don't know um so in that sense yes because against like other typical quote-unquote VAs I did what I wanted and I didn't care if my website like the language I use on my website would put people off because if it if it made them not want to inquire then I wouldn't want to work with them anyway because I wouldn't feel comfortable like being myself with them um and just again that like that friendship relationship that I have with the clients I feel like not many people get to experience that and those who do are really lucky um like one of my clients wrote a testimonial for me the other day and she said that I was her other half (laughs) and I thought that was just so nice but it's so true like we watched Bake Off together in sync she's in America and obviously I'm in England and we watched it on iPlayer in sync together (laughs) so we could talk about Bake Off and it's like oh she pays me she pays my rent (laughs) but but we have this like relationship so I think against the grain of like a typical VA that's where I differ is like the relationship that I have with a person is more important and like first and foremost it's more important obviously I do like I channel everything into the work and I am apparently really quick turnaround like I have no point of reference because I haven't like worked with any other VAs but I'm apparently I'm like super proactive which I guess is just like run of the mill um but for the most part yeah I think it's just that like that connection that I have with clients sort of sets me apart from the like stiff upper lip like white collar sort of VA I love that that's so interesting um no that sounds great and so my so the second question that I ask everyone is and this is always my favorite question to ask for anyone listening right now who's working really hard to make things happen in their business what would be the biggest piece of advice that you would give to them I this like I think I wrote about this a few weeks ago but I so I'm like I'm so sensible like I'm sensible to the point where it annoys other people and I don't take risks and I'm like I need to plan like I said I need to plan everything but when I quit my job that was like the most reckless thing I've ever done in my life but it just I never experienced like a true gut feeling before and it literally hit me like it it came over me like a wave of just euphoria in that sudden moment I was like I don't have to do this anymore. I'm not going to do this anymore. And I went upstairs and I told my manager slash coach slash best friend. (laughs) Um, And I was like, I want to do this. And she was like, cool, let's plan. Um, And so although I did have like a really solid plan when I actually handed in my notice, 
it was that initial gut feeling that drove me. And mm. I cannot stress that enough. Like if you have a feeling that something else that you're on the wrong life journey, like if you go, if your heart sinks when your alarm goes every morning and you like begrudge getting in the car and going to work, do something about it. Like you deserve better. You like you deserve to give yourself more than a life that you don't enjoy. And if you feel like creatively stunted, do something. You don't have to like change your job, but I worked in technical recruitment for two years and I felt so strangled by it and so restricted. I applied to uni and I went to uni to learn something else. And although I'm probably never going to use my degree in fashion journalism, it opened up so many doors for me in terms of design, which I now do. And it's just that thing of like, I was super sensible, got an office job. I felt a little bit bored. Well, I felt really, really bored. I had a gut feeling it wasn't for me. So I applied to uni, which led to this, which led to me working at my old job, which led to me again, feeling really restricted and unhappy and stressed. So I took another plunge over a gut feeling and quit. And I would say like plan, never put yourself in a risky situation where you might not be able to pay your rent that month and you might be in ramen for like 30 days. Like, and not Wagamama ramen. I'm talking like 50p corner shop ramen. Um, but never put yourself in that position. But if you get a feeling that could possibly put you in that position, don't ignore it. Like, nurture it. And it, have you read Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert? Uh, yeah, I love that book. Yeah. I feel like everyone loves that book. It's so yeah, good. Yeah, literally. And it's so true. Like, if you get, and it's not even like, oh, I have an idea for a business, nurture that. It's like, if you even just get an idea of, I freaking hate this job and I don't want to do it anymore. Don't let that be it. Like, don't let you yourself have that thought and then it be an afterthought. Like, pursue it. Like, you're never going to know what you truly want to do unless you look for things. So if you're feeling stunted but you don't have any hobbies, try knitting or illustration or, you know, something like that. And although you should go into something with a full like fail-proof plan in case you can't make your rent and you do end up living on the streets plan for that but before the planning follow your gut and listen to what your body is telling you because your body knows things before you do and you have to learn it and you have to learn your intuition and you have to listen to it I love that that is the best advice. I think this is my favorite advice anyone's given all season at this question. Is it really? I could not, I could not agree more. And you just, no, I, I can't wait for people to hear this because <laughs> and I want them to go over to your blog and read more about your story because no, that was perfect. Thank you for sharing that. Okay, cool. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and the last question is, what are you hoping to make happen in this season of your work and your business and your life? And how can everyone listening follow along and get involved in what you do? Um, I would like to get to a point where um, at the moment I'm booked out until next year, but I would love to get to a point where I have courses that prospective clients can take if I am booked out. So um, I want to get to a point where my business sort of runs itself. Like I do my client work and I maintain and that's fine, but I have sources of passive income, which mean I'm earning even if I'm booked out. Um, and that's mm -hmm. like my goal. Um I would love to be at a point in 12 months where I can outsource, but I'm, this sounds so stupid because I am a VA, but I am scared to hire a VA. <laughs> like I'm scared to pass something over to my business, like 
pass part of my business over to someone else. Um, so I'm working on that with my coach at the moment um, to sort of work out things that I can feasibly hand over and feel comfortable in handing over. Um, and yeah, just that passive income, um, building more of like a community on my blog, because although I have posts and that gets views, I don't really have like a, a community of women who freak, or, uh, I, there may be, I don't know, but they're not as engaging in comments and things like that. So I'd like to get to a point where I can see someone's name and recognize them on Instagram because they commented, you know, they commented on my posts or things like that. And I think to do that, I need to restart my YouTube channel, which died a death last year. Um, <laughs> so I think all around, it's like, I would love to build up my passive income streams and create more of a community. Um, so on speaking of community, um, I am at by Lucinda on all social media. So that's B-Y-L-U-C-I-N-D-A um, at by Lucinda on all social medias. Um, including like YouTube, Pinterest, uh, what else is there? Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, my website is www.bylucinda.co.uk. Don't know why I said www. It's not 1997. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, and I've made a pledge to myself to blog every other Friday. So um I made a pledge in my last blog post. I will personally help anyone who feels like they are destined for better things in life but don't know how to get there. Um, and I mean that. So whether it's like one-on-one -on -one support in like Twitter DMs or whether it's I eventually come out with a course that helps people transition from full-time uh, full work to full-time running a business, which is an idea I've been flirting with for a long time. Um, yeah, I want to help people get to where they want to be that is awesome thank you so much for coming on today listen to it. it was so great to connect with thank you thank you for having me and there we have it today's episode head over to makeithappenpodcast.com for all of our episodes and show notes and look out for a brand new episode on mondays and thursdays until next time i hope you have a wonderful day ahead